Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rough Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Karras. Thank you so much for joining me today. Guys, we're going to talk about the U.S. Open and uh, why it sucked this year. Well, it did and it didn't. I mean, I think everybody has mixed emotions when it comes to talking about the U.S. Open. And I think on a, on a deeper level, there are different uh, feelings and emotions people get when they think about the different majors that are played for professional golf. I mean, some people absolutely love the Masters. They want the, you know, to buy all the Masters swag and wear green-colored everything and get, you know, little special tees from the Masters for, I don't know, $15 for a box of three or something like that. I don't know. Some people just go nuts over the Masters at Augusta. Some people love the PGA Championship. Okay, some people are diehard PGA Championship fans, think it's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm not one of those people. Some people absolutely love the Open Championship across the pond. I mean, people just go crazy over that, and it, it, it resonates with something in them, in their golf game, maybe in their childhood, something like that. And then you have the U.S. Open, which should resonate with almost every golfer out there. Okay, if you want to talk about a, uh, a major golf championship that is truly one for the people, then you have to look at the U.S. Open. I mean, come on. We all remember the movie Tin Cup, okay? Washed up, driving range pro, you know, gets to actually qualify for and makes it into the U.S. Open. You know, how cool is that? But the movie actually, in my opinion, wasn't that great. It was really the, the, uh, the storyline where anyone who has the ability can enter into and play on the highest level for professional golf. And I think that is fantastic. And that's why I also think the U.S. Open is truly the people's tournament when it comes to golf majors. Now, you may disagree with me. You may think that the venues that they choose, you may think that the silly rules that they have, you may think that the, you know, the the traditions that the U.S. Open has is not your, you know, your, your uh, favorite venue for golf. And I can understand that. But what I'm trying to put out there is that it is truly the people's championship for golf because it's accessible for anyone. The Masters is an invitation-only event when it comes to professional golfers, all right? Sure, you can pay an arm and a leg to get in there and uh, be a fan and, and watch professional golf, but it's not open to the people, okay? The U.S. Open is. And the same could be said for the Open Championship across the pond, but here in, um, in uh, America, we have the U.S. Open, okay? Not all of us can, you know, go over and qualify for the Open Championship in uh, England and Great Britain, whatever you want to call it, okay? We, we don't have the ability to do that. So the U.S. Open is the People's Championship because, you know, anyone can enter in who meets the, the criteria, of course, I think it's a 1.4 handicap or better to be able to qualify or at least participate in the qualifying rounds to enter into the U.S. Open. Um, but the reason that this year's U.S. Open sucked was not because of the course. I thought the course was cool. I, I hear a lot of people out on Twitter saying they really didn't like the 81-yard par 3 at the Los Angeles Country Club, but I thought that was cool. Okay, That is not a distance that these professional golfers are used to 
uh, hitting from a tee box. I mean, I think that was that was pretty ingenious on uh, creating that hole for the tournament. Really, really cool. And that was fun to watch. I mean, it, it was fun to watch the golf being played, but it was missing something. It just didn't have that, you know, it, it didn't have that guy in the background, you know, wearing his Crocs, yelling out uh, meat and potatoes after the driver was smashed by any of the professionals. It, you didn't have the heart of the the actual people for the U.S. Open, okay? And I've read a lot about this in articles, and I've heard a lot of people mention how, you know, upset they were with the the field, um, and the, not necessarily the, on the professional side, but on the spectator side. There just weren't this, this you know, these high level of community involvement where you've got, um, you know, true your regular, you know, Joe Schmo coming in to, to be a golf fan. Okay, you had corporate execs paying high dollars for big tickets and they had all these crazy rules and that's that's not how the US Open should be. You know what I think happened? I think a bunch of members of this prestigious Los Angeles country club, this this exclusive country club, got together and said, you know what, we don't want to have our course turn into a big big mud pit or a mess by letting in hundreds of thousands of fans to come and watch this this golf event, especially those that are, you know, just the, the true supporters of golf. We want to allow a certain uh, portion of people to come in, and the majority of them are going to charge astronomical prices for uh, expensive tickets, okay? And, you know, that that's just my theory on it. I'm not really sure what happened, but I think... Um, I don't know if you guys remember back in, uh, oh, it was a few months ago, Liv held an event in Adelaide, okay? Huge event, sold out. I mean, golf in Australia, it was, it was wild. Everybody loved it. But there was a select group of club members at this, this club in Adelaide, this golf club in Adelaide, that were very, they were peeved. They were not happy that their, their golf course was in disarray after an event. Well, th- this is expected. You know what I mean? Like, you're getting paid gate money, these tickets. You're getting a slice of all the, uh, you know, the, the food, the drinks, the equipment, the gear, whatever. All that's, a slice of that's coming back to the club to pay for hosting the event and to, to compensate for the damage that's caused by, you know, rowdy crowds. So maybe there was a, a taste of that, um, going on uh, for the the members of the Los Angeles Country Club. I don't know, but I, I, I have my suspicions. You know, why would you not want the U.S. Open, the People's Tournament, to be available to everyone? You know what I mean? Like, don't set aside a certain number of tickets for, you know, in the $30 range. Make it affordable so that people can come and watch the U.S. Open be played, okay? Don't take most of your tickets and, and, you know, make them premier, you know, super expensive tickets that the average golfer is not going to be able to afford. Okay. That just, that's, this is what happened for this U S open. And the crowd was just, it had no heart. It wasn't there. We weren't hearing the, the, you know, people cheering to a great extent. We weren't seeing a lot of the life that's, you know, that a U.S. major experiences. Like, I mean, it's, it's one of the top tournaments in golf. You don't get any better. You don't get any higher. There is no bigger level, okay? And yet, 
the crowd, the heart of the crowd, just it wasn't there. And I find that ridiculous for the People's Tournament. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Do you think that this was better, that it was it was easier to watch? You could focus more on the golf. You didn't have distracting, you know, uh, cheers or comments or whatever. I mean, what do you like when you watch golf or when you go to a tournament? Do you want involvement from the fans? Do you want less involvement from the fans? Do you want it more to be a, a traditional just like, you know, golf clap? Like a little soft golf clap after a, a putt's made, or do you want you know a raucous cheer from the crowd that goes wild and you know gets excited about great golf shots? Personally, I want to see the crowd involved because I think that helps grows the sport. You know what I mean? If you've got people out there and uh, penny loafers and dress jackets, uh, that's not necessarily something that you know the average person sees and is like, hey, I'm interested in going to a golf tournament, but not if I have to dress like that. So, you know, it just, it didn't make any sense. I think that's why uh, this tournament didn't have the heart uh, that a lot of the other majors have. And I think that it was a shame and a missed opportunity by the Los Angeles Country Club that they didn't welcome in larger crowds and offer more tickets to that were affordable. They offered plenty of tickets, but they weren't affordable to the general public. But I think there were some fears and some concerns from the upper level, uh, maybe management of the the club to make sure that their course wasn't, you know, destroyed and didn't turn into a, an all out party or something, you know, like they're going to have a kegger or something behind the 10th, the, the ninth green or something. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. So, uh, there's my rant today on, uh, why the U S open sucked, but congratulations to, uh, Wyndham Clark. You know, I'm, I'm very happy for this guy. Um, I know reading some of his stats, he didn't do very well, in previous majors, but he certainly showed up and performed very well in the U.S. Open. I was pulling for Fowler. I was pulling for Ricky Fowler. I really, really wanted him to win, but man, going wire to wire, you know, shooting a 62, uh, doing so well, and then just, can you imagine the pressure? Can you imagine, you know, you are teeing off. You're, la you're in the last pairing. You're teeing off. You are the uh, you're tied for the lead for um, the the U.S. Open. You know, you haven't won a major in a very long time. The previous year, you were an alternate and didn't even make it. And now, you, I mean, you're, you're tied for first. So I can't imagine what was going through his head. He's been through a lot of changes. I know that he uh, recently went back to Butch Harmon, which was his original coach, and did magical things for, for Ricky Fowler. And now he's back with Butch Harmon. Of course, I heard that Butch wasn't traveling anymore, which was a big reason why why uh, Fowler got away from using him as a golf coach. But now I think Fowler's realizing, like, hey, you know, if you want that knowledge, you want that help to better your game, you got to go, you got to go to the mountain, okay? And uh, he he went to the mountain, and you know, the mountain of of brilliance by Butch Harmon and his uh, golf education, and it shows. I mean, look at how well he played. In the U.S. Open, barring the last round, which I'm going to chalk up to stress, okay? I really think Ricky was like, I'm stressed out, bro, okay? I've not been, uh, you know, at the top of my game for a few years now, and now I'm seeing some really good results, and I think he was just, the nerves got to him, which would, I mean, it would for anybody, you know, people that can have... Uh, just remain calm and chill through the entire process going from, you know, not playing so well into being in serious contention to win. That's a big difference. It's not like you're, you know, 
top 20. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm playing pretty good. You know, I can make myself a decent payday. No, you're you're right there in the thick of it to take home the trophy. So I think for, for Fowler, it got, um, you know, just he just the nerves got the best of him. And I'm sad to see that. But talk about great sportsmanship from Ricky Fowler. Okay, number one, you know, obviously early on in that final round, he is struggling. Wyndham Clark's doing very well. And after, you know, Clark wins and, uh, you know, takes all, gets the pictures and gives hugs and everything to everybody around the, uh, the green, Fowler goes and hugs him, congratulates him. And um, he says a quote about his mother. Uh, I think he said something like, your mother was with you. If she was here, she'd be very proud. Now, don't quote me. That's not verbatim, but it's, it was something like that. And that just shows how, uh, you know, what a great sportsman Fowler is. He wasn't mad. He didn't stomp off the green knowing that, you know, he, he didn't win, that he himself, the nerves maybe cost him the, the uh, major. Um, he was happy for his fellow golfer that he played with, that he, they, they competed admirably. And uh, you just can't beat that, you know. I mean, come on. I just can't help but like the guy because of the great sportsmanship that he's shown. Then he went in, and I read another article about him going in to um, do like an after, uh, what was it, like after the round interview with the, the media. Of course, not a lot of them were there because they went to talk to Wyndham Clark. Um, you know, but he's still keeping up with his obligations there. Okay. He, he could have easily said like, no, nah, I'm not going to do this. I don't care. You know, I lost. I'm just going to go stick my head in the sand and, uh, and stew for a little bit, but he doesn't do that. He fulfills his obligations with the media, you know, wants to, to, uh, uh, make his point, get his point across, talk about what happened with the round, which I admire. You know, it takes a lot to reflect on carrying the tournament for three rounds straight and then it falling apart on you in the fourth round. I mean, that's hard. That's a hard hit for anybody, um, and especially for Fowler, who had, had not been performing well for the past few years. But this, I think this is promising. I'm happy to see him back on the men. I want to see him out there in an orange on Sunday, full blade. I'm talking about like neon, man. I don't want, I don't want dust color. I don't want to see neon orange with big old puma, uh, you know, animals all over the, the or uh, logos all over his shirt and everything like that. I want to, I want to see that. So, um, but it gets even better. Okay, it gets even better because after he's congratulate, congratulated Wyndham Clark, man, I can't talk today. After he's congratulated Wyndham Clark, after he's gone in to do his uh, little deal with the media, okay, and and relive the fact that he just lost this U.S. major or this U.S. Open, this major tournament, he then goes to the autograph pit, and I read an article about. Uh, you know, no matter what, he always makes time for his fans. And he went out there and he signed balls and hats and shirts and clubs and who knows what. But he went out there, spent the time, even after he, you know, lost the lead for his fans. And I think that that's just, I mean, it's hard to find uh, sports personalities today that have that much heart, that much um, dedication to the game, to the fans, to their obligations. And, you know, I, I just can't help but can't help but like the guy because of, you know, who he is outside on the golf course and off the golf course. I mean, the dude is just class act, class act. So, Ricky, if you're listening, uh, you know, sorry that you, you didn't quite um, take home the W, but I 
senior game, you are fantastic. You're going to be back up there on top. You're going to win. You're going to win more majors, and I truly believe that and uh, hope that uh, it is, uh, you know, coming on very, very quickly. After your performance over these past few days, I think it's evident that uh, you're going to arrive at the, uh, the winner's podium and be hoisting up trophies in no time. That's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Going to be back next week. Who knows what we'll talk about? I don't know. Maybe there'll be another golf tournament we can uh, poke fun at, and uh, we'll just have to see. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a rating or review. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep on swinging.